0: Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell him how we season. it.
1: <laughs> I checked on it before. I was like, I- I'm making sure. <laughs> Trying to get things more professional. Okay, you do that. We ready? <laughs> yes, I'm already recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's professional. All right, welcome to How We Seize It. It's uh, our uh, episode 36. We're going to cover the Umbrella Academy season one. Uh, we're not doing a deep dive of episode by episode, but just an overall. Um, so hopefully, if you've seen it, um, we're, we'll uh, give you some more information on what we found out outside of it. If you haven't seen it, hopefully we won't spoil too much. Um, I don't think we'll get too deep into it. Uh, but this is a, a podcast where we watch, read, or do it, and then tell you how we seize it, right? Uh, I'm uh, Noah. I'll be one of your hosts. And with me always is my co-host, Steve. Say hello, Steve. Hello, Noah. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. All right. I was all prepared uh, to say you... hi, but then you
0: called me to say hello, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, loop. You could have <laughs> you you said hi. I mean, it's it's just a, it's a version of hello. It's just a shortened version. You could have said aloha, even. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Kind of, kind of like Mr. Hand, right? From uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He always said Aloha. Oh, okay, that's right. Aloha, Mr. Hand.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's going to be one of our upcoming uh, flashback podcasts, right? right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I started to put together a list. Um, We're gonna. I think we're gonna do it kind of ping pong ball style. We'll just throw. We'll write one on each on a a chit or something. Throw it in a bag, and we'll pull one per. Uh, I think we're trying to do that once a month. So.
0: That was fun Definitely. doing Ghostbusters. It it almost feels oh, like, oh, kind of nostalgic going back and rewatching that and looking at it from a, a different perspective and right.
1: Yeah. I almost, i almost think we could do more of them too, but I still want to kind of do the, the newer stuff too. Um, like there's another, uh, there's a new one I just saw a trailer for. I saw it a week ago. Um, power project. I don't um, know. it It's a Netflix. Oh, it looks so good. It's uh Jamie Foxx. Um, it's kind of like a, um, Kind of like a, a superhero power type show, but it looks a little dark, a little dirty, uh, where anybody can get them by taking a pill, kind of thing. So, it, it looks pretty cool. It's a, it's on Netflix right now. I saw it was I saw it was like hitting their number one or number two for a while, um, just in last week. Up, but it looks really good. I think that's that's one I definitely want to do soon. Um, and then I saw a trailer for that uh, Raised by Wolves again. Oh, oh
0: yeah, you recommended <laughs> that to me. I saw that. I saw both trailers, but that first one. Was so intense. The lead they have to play the, the 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 mom, the the AI mother. Yeah. And her. Yeah, exactly. The, the way they transition her character in the trailer, brutal. Oh my god. Yeah. That's gonna. That's gonna when be a good one. When you see the,
1: when you know the title going into the trailer and you're watching it, you're like, oh, okay, so raised by wolves. So the wolves are coming, and and no, but she's the wolf, and you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. at least the kraken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that's really cool. um Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of other things we've done this week, besides watch uh, mass amounts of uh, entertainment, at least I have. What what have you been up to?
0: Well, you know, some of the stuff I've been up to this weekend. We did our our first uh, all, <laughs> all all three of us all well all three brewing people or families. We, we have had yeah. uh, Jeremy and Renee uh, brewing. We all got together at your place on Sunday and brewed our own mm-hmm. batches. That was, that was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. I really, uh, we, we
1: did a brief, a, a brief a brewsome? A <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't want to say anything like threesome to me. I thought it might sound a little, uh,
1: a little iffy. So <laughs> we, had our, we had our, first beer threesome. Does that, does that make it any better? No, not really. Yeah. So we got together and we, um, I don't think we had any mistakes. Everybody had a great great day it all all went out smooth I know mine came out you know to to really exactly what I expected Jeremy's and Renee's did the same and and I know you were doing an all grain where we were doing extracts so yours was had a little more involvement and you were bad scientists and over there in front of the table and we're like you need help you're like ah leave me alone I got this and you know you, 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 I mean you weren't doing that but I mean you were definitely deep into your thought process and 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 really killing it I mean you you basically did all you that you could that, you know, by yourself, you know, with the, the minimal amount of help for lifting and things like that. Well,
0: I tried to get there early knowing I was doing all grains <laughs> and, and I said, Oh, I'm going to try to get there early. And, and, and I think uh, Jeremy and Renee just said, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. So we all yeah. ended up showing up at the same time, but, uh, right. but, uh, it worked out. I, I, I think our timing worked out pretty well. Like I started up right, right away. I had a little lower yield. I only had about four and a half gallons come out, but that's my my problem is I've got a, a seven and a half gallon kettle, right? which which is great for, uh, you know, if you're using it as a mash tun, uh, but, but if you're doing a five gallon batch, and in, like in this case, uh, I was doing a 90 minute boil, which means yeah. you need to have a lot more in there and a lot more wort in there to boil down to get to five gallons. And I just, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't risk you know you get too close now, to, to the top and you get a and, boil over and it's a mess so and, so and I, what I, i've heard
1: i've heard too is that um sometimes you can just you can add a little bit of boiled water on top at the end or i even heard using like a natural light or like a budweiser <laughs> something that has a, a low alcohol you know but you know is already sterile kind of thing as far as throwing it in there yeah uh, if you really want to get back up to that or you could just go with the four and a half i mean yeah
0: i don't mind having it a little little more um little more of a i don't know what, what does it make it more uh more dense more uh more alcohol well you should have
1: more uh, yeah you would you would have more sugar per per yeah a little like higher alcohol, but
0: it's but yeah. it's but i don't mind having a less less of a yield but it might throw off the the uh um yeah the the, ABV the a b flavor might throw off the flavors a little bit so yeah. so well, eventually I'll, i i want to get uh a 10 gallon kettle yeah nice
1: yeah it kicks me i saw like i i I mentioned i saw that one a guy was selling like i want to say it was like a 15 gallon down in petaluma and and i went back and forth and i was like oh do we really need another one now i'm kicking myself i wish i kind of got it but yeah it is what it is
0: i did buy it's it's on order a new uh sparge sparge tool you know that i was i was i'm trying to do a lot with that little uh you know, hanging thing with the quick connects right. and all that—it's kind of driving me nuts. So I got a, <laughs> a, a Blickman Sparge tool that actually has a little float on it, and I'll have to um, drill a hole in my mash tun, and that's where the water comes in. But there's a float floating tool too. So as the as you're draining out your your uh, wort into your kettle,
1: it it fills then.
0: It knows how much. Uh, uh, water from your mash tun to fill in so it well, wasn't too much and i think well I, I was getting frustrated that was one of my mad <laughs> scientist moments right I, you know really I,
1: frustrated i think other than the fact that it slid off to the side which could have been handled with just a 90 degree uh, piece <laughs> so, of pipe well another thing that got me frustrated too is i
0: keep getting clogs um, oh well yeah and, and so i also bought uh, a hot basket i it was i was inspired oh, by right. the one that uh jeremy and renee were using that that you bought for, right right for the hops. yeah but this is a different one you still put the hops in the boil uh in the wort but uh the hop basket actually goes at the bottom and the whole it, thing is it uh it prevents it you know it's got a got kind of a a barrier to prevent the uh all the 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 um the or the or the yeah. hop hop residue or whatever, whatever from from clogging it up and you can and it's like you a just mechanism. lift it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, they I see a lot of those for like uh, pasta, right? You okay. know, it'll be a fine a finer mesh, I'm sure, but it, yeah, where it's like it almost it lines the inside of it, so it really becomes a a liner. Yeah, and then you're just able to pull all the 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 junk out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I um, I haven't bought anything new yet, but I got a couple things uh brewing. Uh, not to use a pun, but uh, get, uh, I got to get another keg uh, so that it, so I can get my uh, my other one going. And then um, uh, Jeremy just sent me uh, an email that had uh, his little two-gallon two um, fermenter. Uh, if you order two of the refill kits, they give you one of the fermenters for free. So I was like, oh, oh. okay, well, maybe I should jump on that. And then kind of like him, I can jump in and get some of those doubles going. Although... I'm not sure if I can drink as much as those two. Um, I mean, Sierra helped me a little bit, but not nearly as much, so uh, we'll see. But you know, once I get my keg system up and going, it'd be nice to be able to do some bottles too, because then I could still, you know, supply those out to my friends and stuff like that. Sure. So, that's kind of, I kind of am thinking about, I'll I'll do some fun little things, and it's easier to play around with stuff in a way, because it's a smaller batch, you can kind of, um, if you have a dumper, it's not as big a deal. Um, so I just need to start figuring out how to do, I want to try some all grain, uh, in that two gallon and and see how I figure that that one out. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I got going in my, my, uh, brew, brew kettle, uh, for next. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, how you can find us, uh, Steve, let them know where we're at on the internets. Hi, uh, hwsi.podbean.com
0: is uh, where you can find all our episodes. And you can also find us on all sorts of platforms uh, that that host podcasts. So yep. just look for How We
1: Seize It. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's uh, How We Seize It with uh, uh, three E's and a Z instead of on the the C's, just in case you haven't figured that out. Um, <laughs> pro- if you're hearing this, you probably figured it out somehow. Uh, also, you can always, always email us at the wh- or the period whsi.podcast.gmail.com. Um, please email us, let us know. And if you're on one of those uh, app networks for a podcast, please uh, rate, review. Um, we've got a couple ratings on, on Apple, which is nice. It'd be nice to get a review on there. It's always cool to have someone say, hey, yeah, I've listened to these guys. They're not total bullshit or total garbage or it's not, you know, a trash fire or something like that. So if you could do that, that'd be really cool. Um, and if you try to email
0: us at the whsi.podcast at gmail.com and you get a bounce that's because it's actually the dot podcast at gmail.com just just wanted to throw that out there
1: yeah i read that and even read it backwards so that's pretty good i can do that because i'm a very dyslexic with things especially numbers so uh yeah anyhow uh we're going to get into this episode 36 uh where we're going to talk about um we're talking about uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, we're just going to talk about season one, where season two just launched, what like two weeks ago, maybe. Yes. Um, on Netflix, huge series. This is a, sh- a show from uh, that was based off of uh, Dark, Ho- a Dark Horse comics. Um, so that was that's uh, it's you know one of the things that's kind of trending now is is shows based off of comic books. You know, we have the boys. Uh, which was a big success this one um uh there was star girl not too long ago which was a big success i think for disney plus a bunch of different things like that but before we get too deep into that steve what you drinking today
0: <laughs> i i did a little research on this uh i was trying to i, I watched the umbrella academy and was trying to find what they were drinking because um, <laughs> i'd already done a, a kind of a foofy drink with an umbrella before on one of our you podcasts did. so i thought well that that that
1: makes that, that a, go away that was a picard
0: <laughs> i saw luther at one point you know he's he's raiding his uh his father's liquor cabinet and he pours some sort of of yeah uh, it's like a brown a, liquor a bourbon or or brandy or something like that i thought well i could go with something like that and then and then when uh the boy number five is is often his uh his future Future apocalyptic world. Oh, he uh, he picks up he picks up a case of Bordeaux for his mannequin <laughs> and him to to share. So I thought, oh, that might be good, uh, but I wasn't sure. So I got into my fridge and just looked what I had, and what I found was uh, was one of my own with a bottle cap with uh, a number, oh, number, n- four. N- number four on it, which uh, just kind of goes back to plug my own beers, which are based on different floors of uh, of, of the building. So this is my fourth floor and I've been labeling yeah. all with numbers. And number four happens to be you know, my favorite uh, favorite character in, in the Umbrella Academy. That's oh, Klaus. Klaus. He, he's right. a lot of fun. Um, so I thought, hey, that's perfect. I'm going to drink a Scottish ale. This was my fourth Fourth batch of Scottish ale, and uh, I'm gonna cheers to to Klaus's honor. So that's nice. what I'm drinking. I, and, and cool. I've lost, I've lost my uh, your bottle opener. Bottle opener. That's all right. I have uh, my Millennium Falcon bottle opener. Andy, oh.
1: that you got me. So I was just gonna say you probably got that from a really cool person. <laughs> nice. All right. all right. So when I first started thinking about this, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Uh, pretty interesting. I'm going to get a drink for each of the seven, uh, kids and, uh, nice. Uh, and then, uh, so when I started doing that, I I was like, oh my God, this is going to get crazy. And so I started trying to find some, and I did, I found, I, I, I was able to figure out a drink for each one through seven. And I'm like, that's a lot of drinks for me. So let me just hit them really quick what, what I got. So the first one for number one, which is Luther, right? We got uh, To the Moon is a drink. And it's an amaretto, Irish cream, and a coffee liqueur with some 151 rum. And I was like, okay, I, I could probably do that. That's not too bad, right? So that's that's Luther, right? Then I got number two, right? We got uh, Diego. For him, I found a, te- a tequila matador, right. This is tequila, pineapple and lime juice. And I'm like, oh, that sounds delicious. And, you know, kind of has like a little spice to it, but a little little fruit to it. And that kind of kind of reminded me of Diego a little bit. Like he's got a little mean streak, but he's also kind of got a little little side to him. That's, you know, not so bad. Um, Number three, a drink called uh, Deep Dark Secret. (laughs) And this this to me for Allison just kind of fit because you know, with her power, she can kind of get that that secret out of you maybe and stuff. So this is a dark rum, a Kahlua, and then a heavy cream, which I was like, oh, that that actually sounds really good. (laughs) So I'm not making all these and drinking all these, but that was my plan. And then I was like, if I do this, I'll never get through this podcast, (laughs) right? But I was like, oh, that would be really good. It's going to hurt your wallet too. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah. Well, that was that too. Um, Number four, right, for Klaus, I've got the real mind eraser, right? And this to me was, Klaus was one of those ones where it's like, he could be so much and he was so much into drinking and so much into drugs. It was like, oh, where do you go? But <laughs> he also wanted to be numb and he wanted his mind erased. So that's why I was like, okay, so this works. And this is 154, uh, 151 rum, uh, Midori, vodka and lime juice, which I was like, I can almost do this just out of my cabinet. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe um right then we had number five I, I mentioned this and so did you uh i had the bordeaux wine okay right because that was the main one i saw i saw him uh then number six with but the can kid. you
0: remember the, the the five grape varietals that make up a bordeaux no no one of them uh, no okay
1: no all right I, no i knew it was a red podcast i knew it was a red and i was like i'd have to go buy that because i just don't have that um Right. Then we got number six, Ben, right? Uh, so this one, um, I just went with a, a, a Kraken rum, right? There's a brand name, the Kraken, which is a, a dark rum and Coke. So it's not really just a, it's not a real drink. It's just something I was like, oh, the Kraken rum. I like that, you know, because he had the tentacles. Well, you call, then, that's interesting. You called him the Kraken rum.
0: Uh, I know. Because the, the Kraken is actually Diego. Uh, that's yeah, which his, I
1: don't understand in the comic book why they called him that. and Yeah, it and almost sense and, and
0: the Ben was the horror
1: yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting, but I mean, you see him with the tentacles, So that's just kind of what I yeah. thought. of. No, it makes sense. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, with number seven, Avania, I got a white Russian, right? Of course. Just because, well, she's she, the white
0: violin and. Right. And
1: that's kind of what, what I was thinking. A,
0: yeah, actually that, that fits
1: really nice yeah so that was that was good and, and i love white russian so um both the drink and the women and then you were so, talking about
0: that last week too the white russian i think uh, oh god you, it's one
1: of my favorites
0: what what you do you paired uh it wasn't you added a um it wasn't just the uh you had the bailey's cream
1: uh, oh yeah that oh that wasn't that was in an earlier one here. It actually is. Um, so that deep dark secret is almost like um, it's Kahlua, dark rum, and heavy cream, which uh, a White Russian is the vodka, Kahlua, and heavy cream.
0: Isn't that something like you did last last week with the Ghostbusters?
1: Uh, oh no, that oh that was a Ghostbuster drink. There was a, there was an actual uh, shot called a Ghostbuster. Um, I don't know if I have it still written down here. I think it was on my phone. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't um that was just that was just another that was just a ghostbuster drink. It's actually okay. that's the name of it, similar. Um but that's not what I'm drinking tonight. So after all that, <laughs> I, I was like I know, interesting. But I did pull from the show and uh I think it's episode 9 uh 5 walks in and uh he's making margaritas. Nice. And he answers the door and um Hazel's there and he offers him a margarita. So, and Perfect. the interesting thing about this margarita is it's super green, right is it is a very, very green, green margarita. So I made a mandori margarita to make it just a little bit more green um color, and so that that's kind of what i uh that's what I'm drinking tonight. so cheers to the umbrella academy i was I tried to find an umbrella too, but we don't have that
0: <laughs> well, I think that time that I did make that drink with the umbrellas. I couldn't find any at the store. I had to make my own.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that well, I think funny. I used
0: cupcake. Uh, ba- uh, the backs of cupcakes. <laughs> you did, and I shoved some
1: straws on, on straws. <laughs> yeah, that was which is super clever. All right, so, um, this like I said before, this is this is a show or a um a series based on a dark horse comic. It didn't. It doesn't have a huge like. It's not like this long running comic. Is it was kind of a smaller run. I think there was only three, like almost like mini runs kind of thing, uh, almost. Uh, I can't think of what they call it, like graphic novel style, almost. Right. Um, three little each, sections. Uh, go ahead. Well, so it each, sounds like you read each, some more than I do.
0: Each of them had uh, six, uh, six releases to make up the the full uh, book series. Uh, the yeah, six uh, issues. Yeah, and uh, and the first two were released almost back to back. Back at the what two thousand two thousand eight, two thousand nine. And then yeah. the the third one didn't come out until a couple years ago. It was a there was like nine years between between the release of, of the the second series and the third series. But they're all done Varian. by uh uh Gerald Way, is that his name? Or,
1: or... uh oh that sounds familiar. Uh, uh yeah he's uh he was the um Gerard lead Way singer sorry. My director. Chemical Romance, yeah. Yeah, um, which leads me to one of the things that was so amazing about this this whole series is the soundtrack. I, okay. I really love the soundtrack, and I'm not someone that always picks up on music and shows and stuff like that, but this one, almost every episode had a song that actually got me moving. Like, at some point, like, not just because of the action going with it, but the actual yeah. music itself got my butt moving in the couch.
0: Well, it, it had some fun ones. Like what was the very first episode? Uh Istanbul. Oh, they had not a... Constantin not Constantinople oh, no, when, when they're shooting up the uh, yeah. when they're shooting up the coffee house, which yeah. that's they might be giants. That's their their cover of an fifties right. song. I made a music video for that back in the late eighties when that song uh came out. I liked nice. that much. I had a friend friend and I went out and uh I filmed them doing some weird stuff and cut it together. <laughs> Cut it together to this song, so so uh, I was really thrilled well, to see to, to hear that one because yeah. they might be giants, don't have a huge following, but they've got a very no, devoted well, following.
1: But you, I mean, I knew I knew right away that that's who that was in that yeah. song, and I knew that from from growing up and uh, hearing it at the roller rinks, you know, and, and other and other things. Um, the other one that uh, right off the bat is uh, what is it? it's Tiffany, and they're, <laughs> and they're all in the house We're back in and. They- now. Yeah. yeah, and they kind of all start dancing in their own room, um, so that was really, really cool. Um, that one was another one that just got me going, just because of everything they did with tying the music to the video, uh, of the, the the show, and the and the characters doing their thing, and I thought that was great. About um, about
0: a month before the release of season yes. one, yeah. So Gerard or season Way. season two? No, actually season one. No, I know that. I know. I think I know where you're going, but but this was another song. Uh, oh, Gerard, okay. Gerard Way, the one who who. Uh, wrote the, you know, wrote the series and uh, worked with. I guess the illustrator was Gabriel Ba, Brazilian artist. They, although I think Gerard Way actually developed a lot of the the concept art. But anyway, he did a cover of Hazy Shade of Winter, the old Simon and right. song yes. that uh, that also the Bangles uh, covered. I was
1: just gonna say. And- I, I know it is the Bengals song, but no, okay, Bengals yeah. <laughs> covered it. From,
0: it's actually yeah. Hear hear the old Simon and Garfunkel. It's like an acoustic, uh, acu- It's still kind of done in that sort of heavy heavy style, but heavy acoustic. So there you go. Um, and they and they did a trailer for the Umbrella Academy. So it's nice to see that he's he's. I, I think they're both also executive producers and, and really supportive of this series, uh, e- considering how how really different it is from from the comics
1: yeah um i think i think he would have put a lot into the to the music i mean coming from a musical background i think he really wanted that to be a standout part of the show and if i'm not mistaken i think he sings some of the songs like some of them are covers i I think that hazy shade is in there somewhere too
0: i don't know if it's in the series he talked about wanting to uh be a little bit more support uh involved in the music in season two which i don't know if he was or not i didn't do any research on that but that was it's
1: it's in the it's the end credits that he does it Okay of uh, Of episode ten, I, I was like, I know I've heard that song, and it's the one he's singing nice, so that's uh so yeah, that's pretty awesome, um yeah, that was one of the things like I said, I normally don't pick on pick up on music and soundtracks as much, um but this one was so so good, I really enjoyed that part of it um, which I figured you'd probably be into being being that you're you're more musically inclined and, and into that that you definitely probably would have got more into it. I like it. I I didn't care
0: for all the tracks they chose. To me, they seemed a (laughs) little, a little little pop. Uh, They they weren't quite as, they they weren't, they didn't quite match the punk style of the comic. And I think that might've been a little bit more fun if they went a little, a little bit more uh, crazy to kind of add some of that style. But I like it when, when, when they use music as a way of, of enhancing scenes, especially songs, you know, that's something that, uh, that a lot of, Guardians so i know you galaxy. said galaxy uh james oh, yeah, Gunn right. does so well and uh and pulp fiction um uh, oh right
1: uh damn what's his name i i'm not sure <laughs> Do <laughs> Do, i know i was like john travolta um no uh so i know i know you read the comic or you were able to read some of it i read a little bit and um just of the small bit I read, I got to read, like, the first two issues of, of the first series one. And um, I actually like – I think I like the way the TV series came out better. Um, I, I like the changes much better. Like, I think they they flow much better. Like, it would have been harder to do – an actual series and really stay super legit to the comic.
0: absolutely i liked the comic but i was reading i was reading it and realizing there's no way you can translate this direct it's it's yeah. there, it's got to go through it you know it's a whole different medium comic versus and and i and i think True. they tried to to touch on it but but one of the things that gerard way mentioned that i read that the way when they did the comics it was, it was he he wrote this he had this quote about only the good stuff and so i had this feeling like they fleshed out uh, a yeah. lot of stories but then they really compacted it and so you really get a sense of this of this kind of this it's almost chaotic when you're reading it so much stuff is going yeah, on yeah. you got to keep up with it and well, and
1: they don't explain a lot either. Yeah. Like and in, in the first two episodes, they just—they don't give you a ton. It's—it's it's really like, oh, okay.
0: I think they wanted—they wanted to kind of honor the audience and say that they're not—we're—they're not, not, not looking for like a whole origin story. Let's do origin on first two pages, and and, and then we're done. Let's move on. Which was—I mean, we got that, and that was almost the same in the uh, in which the, I
1: think is better. I think I like—I like the way they did it. And one of the things I liked is they—they they toned down the powers almost. Right, like Klaus could levitate and had telekinesis, and in, right. in the comic, um, you know, Luther was much, much more kind of. He was more of an asshole, right? He was much more. They're all more
0: burnt. angsty. They're not. I mean, here their their yeah. moods are a little bit more. I think they're still a little two dimensional, but they're a little bit more morose. I I really of...
1: liked it. I I I mean, I thought it worked great. I mean, by far Klaus is the best character, and he's the most. I think he's the one that's fleshed out the most. Like he's the one that's allowed to kind of explore more. Like they kind of gave five a lot of time, but he also is kind of, you know, he's almost a little shit you want to smack.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I thought it would have been more interesting if they kind of developed, I mean, he, here is a, here's someone who spent, you know, 50 years or how many years on his own. Um, yeah. Like 30, and, 30,
1: and, or 40. And,
0: you know, he's talking to mannequins and, and, uh,
1: which is very interesting because he's actually the only one. I mean, he's actually a 15-year-old boy, the actor. The actor is and, really good. I I
0: just think it yeah. would have been nice if he were a little bit more unstable. And <laughs> when he came back, um,
1: well, I don't know about that because I think I think you know when you think about older people, especially older people that have have been through the shit, right? Yeah, they have a lot of them have a good grasp on things, or okay. they're completely batshit crazy right it's it's almost one or the other so i think he played it really well he played he played the fact that he was an older guy pretty good and there is a little bit of a difference in in the comic
0: you know, he cracks the equation about going back in time after you know, you know, 50 years later because his mannequin tell, gives him, "Hey, you made a mistake back, you know, back in <laughs> back in 52, or you know, and yeah, and you you subtracted rather than adding." And he goes, "What? Oh!" And he figures it out and he jumps back in time. Whereas in the series, he actually gets picked up by uh, the commission and and right, uh, they play the commission up quite a bit more than was ever in the comics. So they really right. do flesh out. A lot more but they're also you know they've got 10 hours whereas the comic if you even if you, if you did the comic verbatim it wouldn't reach 10 hours it's it's it true same material so so i think it's fair that they flesh things this is, out and really this didn't. is almost
1: one of the ones where like normally from a book to a movie you lose a lot this is one where you go from a comic to a movie where you actually can gain some or not a movie but a show you can actually gain some um perspective and, and gain some time to flesh out stuff yeah i actually explore things I, yeah from from what i read I, I like i like what they did with the characters and and i know um too like they changed uh I, I guess i didn't where where i read in the comics they didn't touch on it as much and and i don't know if they do later on but they all seem very vanilla right they all seem straight white you know no no differences there you know they're all oh, you, um diversification yeah where this one um it it really ranges it has a very diverse you know you you've got you know a mexican uh latino character and diego right and then you have um allison who who is is at least partially black you know um are very light-skinned um klaus you know is is and you know i don't know uh he's, he's nothing different um ben is asian and then vanya you know um she kinda has a different, you know, look about her. I don't know, diversity wise. Um a lot of people have speculated that she may be uh lesbian, um, or at least her actress is. I don't know if that plays into anything, but I mean the character didn't really, but um so I thought that was kind of cool where sometimes, you know, you see a lot of things, they they do things for diversity's sake and it, it doesn't pay off. This is almost one where it almost worked out better. Yeah. And so I liked it. I think it was one of those ones where there was enough, there's no deep fan base to upset, apparently. You know, that happens a lot when, when it happens at other times. But I think um, the way that they started off, it was like 47 child children are born on the same day, you know. and 43, he goes, uh, yeah,
0: 43, 43 children are all born uh, without, without any sort of uh, pregnancies. <laughs> yeah. You know, pregnancies. people are suddenly suddenly just give birth um
1: so which makes sense that you know there would be potentially a, a wide diversity of, amongst that
0: <laughs> one thing that's interesting in reading the comic it's like on on the second page you find out that the father is a space alien <laughs> it just basically right. says that it, it shows him with his mask off mask you don't off see his yeah face. you don't see his face but it's like oh well there's
1: that <laughs> yeah which is very interesting because they, they they don't show um uh, oh, I can't think of his first name. Hargraves um, is is Reginald. Uh, Reginald Hargraves. They show him, but he's never. They don't play him up a lot. I mean, he's I liked of like, how
0: he played the character. I thought he was. Oh, he's he great. Was, he was a lot of fun. Uh, but you don't oh, learn a lot about him. You don't. You you just, do a, they he, do a little bit of back backstory with his wife and.
1: But it's all it's all through the eyes of the children. That's true. That's true. That's what I mean. You don't know anything about him. It's all through the eyes of the children. So. You got to take it with a, with their spin, yeah. right? Where Vanya, you know, he, she always felt isolated and stuff. So her look at him is, is always very cold. Well, they all have a very cold look to them. And apparently, you know, it was very that. So it, it, yeah, it's a very interesting um, thing. Which <laughs> another one that really threw me, and this just is from the first two issues of the comic is, um, Diego has a very, uh, definite attachment to the mom character grace and then in the comic it's almost like he hates her and i don't know if if later on it it flips and that or if that's something they you know i i was like oh that was very interesting because it's there's one where he's like he just he rips her like her jacket off to expose her as a as a robot and it's like oh well that's pretty pretty brutal in the in the series in the comic in the comic in the comic at the
0: funeral yeah he pulls up and and, and 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 she's not it, it they kind of portray her as more of a of a, a mannequin cuz she even says I would have worn the limbs but they're so uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, she she was right. just wearing wearing a coat. Um but yeah. they don't expand on 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 that character in the comic much. It's, it's okay. Well,
1: I'm glad they did in the show cuz I think it it really added to it and I loved I loved the dynamic with with Diego and her and and that's where I did too. You yeah. see his softer side, right? He's so hard on the outside and such a badass and like, but you know, he has that soft side and then um, he has the the detective, I think she's a detective, um, the love interest, which apparently wasn't a love interest in the comic. It, it, there's a connection there to a person of that name, Patch, a detective Patch, but it's not a love interest. Apparently she's just, he's just another uh, person. So sorry i had to swat a cat was that that was? <laughs> <laughs> i got cats around me over doing stupid <laughs> shit um so uh yeah so i th- I really loved what they did with that um I, I you know it's funny i i got into a uh i don't remember if it was on reddit or on facebook someone talking about um this show and oh you know what it was it was it was in comparison to the teenage mutant ninja turtles the the rise of the teenage mutant turtle turtles which is a uh Trash, garbage, fire uh, rendition of them. And so this then, is right up your
0: alley. Obviously, they're messing with something that. Uh, that
1: oh, you know I, quite I a hate lot about. Yeah, I hate the show and I can't stand it. And anyways, we were talking and then wait, she wait, was, wait, wait, wait. What you hate the, the new, the rise of the turtles. The, oh, I, you I don't do. Like okay. It. okay. No, they they did some really horrible shit with them. Okay. Like, um. But anyways, someone was talking about how they really liked how the family dynamic was of these and i brought up the fact that well no this is this is what a family dynamic looks like this just because it's almost like there's there's a dysfunction yeah yeah and then and then i was like you want to see what a family is like this is this is a family you you got four brothers they're not always happy to see each other and it's full-on ribbing all the time and to the point sometimes where you almost feel like they hate each other um until you know, until the shit hits the fan, and then it's it's them against the world. You know, but- you know,
0: you say that, and uh, Gerard Way, he was talking about when he wrote it, and he kind of created this. Uh, ensemble of characters and he treated them kind of like a dysfunctional family almost as a reflection <laughs> of his uh, experience with uh, the band My, Ke- My Chemical Romance. Oh, right. so, which... so that's something that they they pulled straight from the comic which he pulled straight from the band and, and they, they've they
1: enhanced it in the, in yeah. the series. Yeah, no, they a did a more. great job. Yeah. Great job. I mean, I, I loved, I mean, all of the dynamics between them, you can tell that they have that full love-hate relationship yeah. at all times kind of thing. And so I think they did a great job um one of the things I want to talk about too is the is the actors that they cast. I mean, I think they nailed it uh, like from top to bottom. Uh Luther, um I think he plays the character perfectly. I think he looks the part really well. Um, I remember him from uh Black Sails and he he was in Black Sails and, and as soon as I saw him I was like, "Oh man, cuz he was he did a great job in that. He played uh Billy Bones in Black Sails and he you know, he just has a he's a larger person so it really fits the character. And uh, he just has that kind of—I don't want to call it simple, but just that you know, good old boy, farm boy kind of look to him, where he's just kind of like—he has he, an intelligence. He's all muscle,
0: no brain, and he, but he—but he, he is so empathetic. He cares yeah. about about people, and that uh, that that stands which, out. Yeah.
1: Which is interesting, because in the comic, I I remember reading a couple of things I saw is he was actually a lot more more intelligent and a lot more confident in, and more leaderistic in his, in his role uh, in the comic than he was um, in the show.
0: Well, they all came across as, you know, kind of a, kind of a postmodern punk uh, angsty, uh, but, but hyper, hi, hyper intelligent. <laughs> I mean, there was, a, there was a lot more consistency with, with all the characters, um, well, I think here, it was
1: the confidence that. Here it seems me. like
0: they diversified not only their, their, their looks or the diversity as far as the, uh, their origin. Uh, you know, you were talking about uh, casting a diverse, a diverse group of people. Right. But also they kind of gave them different, different emotional. You know, what were we talking about? We were talking about the haunting of Hill House. Right. Where how, they had
1: the, the five stages of uh, Grief. grief.
0: Yeah, and this kind of breaks down all the different emotional types too, and uh, puts them in an interesting uh, oh, casting. Yeah. So I, I think I think uh, I think you're onto something with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you got Diego. Um, I thought he he fit the part. Um, I don't know if his scar on the side of his head is real or not, but uh, that really added to the the look. Yeah. <laughs> he just had he had the look. Yet, had... all right. So yeah, we're talking about Allison, and, and and she did such a good job with her character as a um, like an actor. And, and, you know, she portrayed that that role of the beauty and kind of that persona and stuff. And I think she hit it out of the park. Um, you know, she just, she looked beautiful in the role, but she also had that very down-to-earth kind of look, feel to her too. Um, I, I thought she did an incredible job and I think she was well cast. Then we get to Klaus and holy crap, talk <laughs> about a, a fucking home run, right? Um,
0: and comic relief and, uh, you know, he's got kind of that so- emotional angst going
1: too and... Oh, he, he plays flying. it to a Hunter T. So now the interesting thing is, is uh, I remember the char- not the character, but the actor for that plays Klaus. Um, the reason I have Hulu and I've had Hulu since like 2010 was because of a show called Misfits, which was a uh, BBC or a, a British program that was about five teenagers that ended up with powers after an electrical storm. Right. And Klaus was one of those and uh, he had he played almost the same kind of guy little less less druggy and alcohol but still that kind of and he was one of my favorites in that too and and it was funny because I didn't realize it right away when I started watching it I was like and it I was like god he looks so familiar and then I was like oh my god that's what it is so if you've never seen the show misfits and you have Hulu, I believe it's still on there go watch it it is it it's it's a crazy little ride for what it is and it, it especially if you like kind of the the comic book type shows um but yeah he 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 hits that so hard and plays that so well and i like i like the klaus that they gave us in the shows much better than the klaus that i read in the comic um the floating you know power and just it didn't seem as right and i i, I didn't get anywhere where he was drinking or any of that too but um I got a question
0: I, I got a question I know you have have a few more to talk about but uh did they did in the in the comics you know they're they're referred to as number one number two and, mm-hmm. and so on uh but they also have uh superhero names you know space right. boy the Kraken rumor seance the horror the boy we hear the boy not a lot because yeah. he was never given a name I guess he 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 disappeared disappeared before they got him. Before they got names, yeah. Um, And then the white violin. Um, Yeah. We talked about the horror. Um, Were those mentioned? I'm sure. Obviously, the well, I don't even know if the space boy Boy is
1: the only space boy is the only one that was mentioned during the show. Um, and it's and it's kind of uh, in passing. So I, I watched a video on YouTube, and it was like 25 things you might have missed if you watched. Oh, okay. good. And, and that was one of those things they talked about was um, they showed a bunch of little, like, you know, hey, if you saw this, like there was one about uh, Vanya, um, the actress played in another movie. And so, like, there's one scene where there's movie posters of the movie that she was in, and they kind of reference it. And so the only two that they really ever reference are... Space Boy, And that's when Allison is talking to her daughter and they talk about him being in space, uh, at, at, on the moon. And she goes, I want another story about the space boy or space man. I think one of the things. And so that was the one. And then, uh, someone refers to five as the boy at some point too. Um, okay. but those are the only ones that were ever touched hmm. in that case. Uh, so that was something that
0: pretty much dropped. I also, you know, the, the comic, the first, you, the first uh, scene is the the kids are, they're about 10 years old and they go and they fight the the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Right. It's really bizarre and kind of crazy and chaotic and it it sets the tone for the series. But I like this one where they flash back to the bank um because yeah, that, yeah. that was a lot of fun and then you see the they they really fleshed out Ben's character the the um, yeah, yeah. the number the 6 that that dies yeah. which neither the comic or the series talk about how he died they just kind of referenced oh. the fact that it was pretty bad you know and there's even there's even a rumor that because he's kind of an octopus like character uh and octopuses uh can uh have have been known to eat themselves or so i think that's what it is Oh. Wow. Uh, and themselves yeah, no. that maybe he, he committed suicide. Uh,
1: no. <laughs> I remember uh I don't remember if it was this or season 2. They talk about it very lightly that he died on a mission. Okay, maybe and, it was season 2 cuz I haven't got that. And both movie. Luther I think Luther, Diego and Allison all blame themselves essentially. Okay. But uh they talk about they don't they don't explain how. They just say he died on a mission. Um is kind of how it, it it comes out. I interrupted I you though.
0: I'm sorry because you were, you got to okay.
1: So yeah, I got the, to number the five, boy. the boy, uh, which I think was really cool. Um, this is being so he's he's a 15 year old actor who uh, looked like I, I looked it into his IMDb and looked like he did mostly a lot of Disney stuff before this. So this was like a, a big jump for him, and he just nailed it and um, did a really good job. Uh, interesting fact, like some of the uh, you know one of the early uh, um, episodes, they have him in the the donut shop. Right, and it's this big shootout scene, yeah, where he's popping around and killing all these guys. So uh, apparently, he was not allowed to be on any of the shots where there was any gunfire. So that was all a stunt double um, for that. So any of the 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 actual shooting and any of the the scenes that had gunfire, he by by whatever child labor laws was not allowed to be in the filming when there was gunplay. So there was that one. There's the one, uh, there's another one where him and, uh, cha-cha and Hazel have a, you know, in a, when he's trying to get his mannequin. And so there's a couple other ones. So, which is really interesting. It's like, Oh man. So he's, he's actually in a lot of these scenes where probably more than any that have gunfire and he's like not allowed to be in it. So it's always a, a, a double, which I thought was pretty cool. Just a little interesting fact. And then you got Ben, right, which was the whore. Uh we get a, just a little bit of taste of him um as a as a character when he's with the children when they do the flashback. And then the rest of it uh comes from from through Klaus as his kind of constant companion. Yeah. Which which I sad. thought was yeah. in a way it's kind of it's almost sad and, and and cool at the same time. It's cuz like you're never really alone. You always have someone to talk to. But you can tell if you've ever been i mean and this is this is something that comes from my my childhood memories of uh some of my best friends like uh i had a buddy named Jake that we would we would be around like constantly like and and or terry or or dave and after about 3 weeks we literally would just have to go at each other and with terry i know we would box we would wrestle or me and dave would wrestle and and it was like a full on like i'm not even sorry to punch you kind of thing and then everything was good. And we're back to being best friends for a while and, and then get on each other's nerves enough. And you're like, I got to punch you. And so, but where these guys can't do that, like you could see guy the just the, the built upness, like, I ah, you got to go away at some point. But I, I love the fact that they kept been around through that, that connection. And I thought, thought it was a really cool. And that's something that us.
0: the comic doesn't explore much at all. Uh, okay. There's, there's a few, uh, they, Ben is not a constant companion as you've, so eloquently put it um it's i think there's a couple references to him maybe in the second one there's some flashbacks but but he's more just uh, uh talked about in flashback in a couple i mean he, couple he's almost instances.
1: like his conscience in a way right yeah he, it's he, effective he, it really works it's nice yeah especially with all the stuff that klaus, i mean klaus, god klaus um, so good. And then Vanya, um, you know, she, her character, um, you know, she's probably the biggest name actor, I think in this, uh, real Yeah. Ellen
0: Page, uh, um, what'd she do? She did Juno and
1: x Juno was her big, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Someone mentioned that she, yeah, she, this is her third, uh, Movie or show with uh, powers and stuff like that. And I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> X Men was one, and I don't, I can't remember what the other one was, but I thought it was good. And um, she did a killer job. I think she, she made Vanya a very believable character. She had um, the biggest she, emotional
0: she, arc that she
1: had to, had
0: to, to well, kind of put I, on sc-
1: mm, I think Klaus actually had a bigger emotional arc, essentially. But I think I know what you're talking about. Hers was more of a, she had to always. She, portray that just heart like very dry dramatic type like where klaus was kind of be a little bit fun with his it you know she always had to you know really play that and and in hers is almost the saddest part of it too you know you feel sure. so Absolutely. you yeah, feel for so bad and oh my god so the main villain in this is um you know i i spoilers if you haven't already seen it or figured it out but um got in and, and you kind of pick it up right away. Cause he gives off a fucking full creep factor. Yes, he does. Is, um, <laughs> is, uh, the guy that becomes Vanya's kind of boyfriend. And, uh, I was watching this, uh, episode today with, with Ashley and, and it, it's, it's one with him and, and you're, he, she's like, Oh my God, he's such a fucking creep. And it is, <laughs> it's so much. And you know, just the whole time he's with her, you're like, Oh, and you feel so bad for her because she knows she's going through this. And, and he turns her against her own family and you're like, ah, so, she i think you're right she had a lot of emotional to go through and it was a very difficult and i think it was it was one of those tougher ones to show so i I think she nailed it though in the comic
0: uh there is no luther or uh whatever his name is um i think
1: uh leroy no not leroy jenkins harold jenkins but then it's also luther is that disney no 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 luther is is number one um oh i'm sorry
0: um
1: Harold, Harold Jenkins is the, the, the boyfriend name, but he has another name that he was earlier. Um, I'm blanking on it, but it's not, it's not hugely important, but right. He is one of those guys you're like, Oh my God, he's such a uh, (laughs) douche.
0: In the comic though, it's uh, it, it, they have a Leonard in the comics, but it's okay. But it's, it's uh, the conductor. He's he's just kind of this conductor that calls up Vanya and says, "Hey, there's an opening. Come and come and right. try out for the for the uh, the, the orchestra." Um, yeah. And you know it was interesting because when I was watching the series, I watched the series or I watched some of it. I started watching it a little bit um, again a few days ago before this, uh, before I read the comic. Yeah. And when they introduce Vanya, she's playing the violin and. She's playing. I recognize the music. is from Phantom, Phantom of the Opera, and I yeah. thought that was interesting. Okay, Phantom of the Opera. Um, and um, but then when I was reading the comic, and the conductor shows up, and he is in the full-on Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> and I, I, to me, I just looked at it and go, that must be some sort of nod to that. I don't. I mean, he didn't I, have the Phantom I, of the kinda, Opera mask, but I but think I got
1: that was a nod to that. Um, like I said, there's a, there is a YouTube video out there. It's like 25 things you might okay. have missed. And they did – they talked about all these little things like that, and that was one of the things I think they talked about was the conductor and stuff. Yeah, okay. it was Leonard Peabody okay. was the original name, and then he changed it to Harold Jenkins, and um, I don't know what – oh, my God, I'm going to blank out. it. It's um, Leroy Jenkins – is i can't remember if it's from a comic or something it's always that they they just yell at lee jenkins and every time i hear his name harold jenkins it makes me think of that and it just cracks me up okay i can't even remember where it's from but someone will know Some someone will hear it and go oh i know what that is so okay. yeah this this is a um god it's such a good show and you know we talk about uh the oh, di- not the directive what what is the um commission commission right uh so that is also essentially a set of bad guys right that's where we get cha-cha and hazel who are are these assassins that are sent after five essentially to stop him from the you know ending the apocalypse which is what the whole which is kind of what the whole show is about really that's he comes back from the future or wherever he was at and his main job is to like okay Three days from now, three days from our father's death, the apocalypse happens and the world ends. And, and so we got to stop that. And so the, the commission's job is to, which is really weird. This one kind of, this one kind of, I was like, okay, this is, this is a strange thing. Like they're, they're, they're going in and, and stopping people from changing the timeline the Bye. preservation
0: of the time continuum through manipulation
1: and removals. That's, right, that's, okay. That's how she puts it when yeah, she's trying so, to... Yeah, uh, so I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, how the fuck do they know what the time is supposed <laughs> to be?
0: Okay. Don't, you got to be careful getting into to a <laughs> debate about time travel and and time continuum. I mean, that... that th- everyone goes insane right. trying to come up with some sort of,
1: uh, it didn't uh, dawn on and me. And I didn't even think about it until the third time watching this and, and, and listening to that exact statement that you said, I was like, wait, who are they to know and say what, like they're talking about at one point, the Hindenburg blowing up. And I'm like, well, who says that changed anything big or not? You know what? Uh, you, what, what happens if that flies in and, and doesn't blow up? I think it kind of adds to kind of the
0: ridiculousness of this series, True. and in a, a charming way, it just gives it. It gives it some. It's like, oh my gosh, that's so weird and bizarre. I love well, it. You know, I love
1: how I, I love how it operates. Right. So Hazel and, and Cha Cha are they're their sent assassins, right? And and they get this, like cheap ass hotel and they're, the <laughs> and they're complaining hotel. about the budget and being cut. And, yeah. and, right. and, and they get these little like air tube, uh, like it reminded me from being, uh, like supermarkets used to see them. Like they'd sent like Costco used to be one of the ones I remember. They'd send the little, uh, canisters in the air tube up to the office. Well, it's like Brazil,
0: so- the old movie, Brazil, the Terry Gilliam movie, uh, uh, where it's, it's all, it, 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 it's all that mechanical industrial, uh um, okay. Old school style that, yeah, where it gets sucked up into the.
1: Well, I love it though because it just comes out of nowhere, like (laughs) in the wall. It's in a soda machine, and they get these notes, and it says like, you know, uh, eliminate so and so, and so you got you got Cha Cha and Hazel who are their own dynamic and their own story inside the story. Most of that that was
0: completely developed for the series because in the comics, they they were they were basically assassins, and they showed up they always had those those the uh, helmets they they wore the masks in the in the in the scene when they're in the in the, the, shop, in the his shopping center or something like or i don't know oh when
1: like, they're in, yeah when they're in the the, the clothes department. department
0: yeah 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 and well they uh, wore them a couple more times in that too yeah but but that's kind of a nod to because i don't think in the comics yeah. they ever show their faces i think
1: that's just right. part of who they were well, apparently of the in the, comics, of they the all, comics they also had like nazi armbands on and okay. some other stuff <laughs> So there's some little more craziness about them, but yeah, they really fleshed them out. And I think they did an incredible job because like I said, it's a story inside of story inside of a story. Essentially. Yeah. And, um, they, they add a huge, I mean, there's a big fight scene where they're fighting with, against the kids in the house. Um, there's all kinds of just uh, interesting things. Hazel,
0: so. Hazel, just a nod. I, I think I mentioned Mine Hunter in uh, in one of the podcasts when we were talking about shows on Netflix to watch. Uh, Mine Hunter is a series where the the actor who plays Hazel, Cameron uh, Britton, okay. he uh, he is in Mine Hunter, which is a, uh, a series that takes place in like the '60s or '70s, where they're doing where they're. It's based on a true story about how a ab- about is it the FBI? Did a lot of research on serial killers by interviewing oh, okay. people that were in prison. He plays a serial killer on death row named Ed Kemper, a real person, and it is just a haunting, chilling performance that I think got him even nominated for an Emmy. So when I saw him in this, I was like, I know that guy, and and I, yeah. I looked it up, and uh, I, I I loved him in 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 Hunter. Here, I I think I think he pulled off the. It, it was it was fun to see the the two of them. Um, banter and just act like a married couple. That uh, oh that, yeah, a married couple that were a couple of assassins and right and backstabbing well, each other or just following oh, orders
1: or whatever they're doing. Yeah, like I said, it's a story inside of a story inside yeah. of a story, and and it's it's really good. And then you know uh, the the whole thing and is just the way everything comes together. And so, um, uh, spoiler alert kind of thing on this one. There there is a point where. Five goes back to the commission and uh and he's doing whatever he can to kind of figure it out. And while at the whole same time the rest of the they have the they're following the rest of the family and they're figuring things out on their own and they actually kind of figure it out. They kinda of actually I mean, Vanya finds the book, they kinda of figure out who the guy is and and kinda of get a lead on what's going on and almost look like they're gonna stop it at that point. And then five throws a monkey wrench in this where he blows up the, the the commission area blows all this stuff up and travels back in time and it erases all of the stuff that happened and resets it and it's like son of a bitch it's almost like they added two full episodes by doing this because it's like they do all this stuff they do all this stuff and then all of a sudden it like zips back to like oh and here we are again and we're going to do a whole nother different uh, <laughs> and I was like son of a bitch I, I, I kind of missed it the first time I watched it I was like I guess because I was trying to think of deeper things at this point, too, instead of just sit and enjoy it like I normally do. (laughs) Uh, And I think I watched this the first time before we were ever doing the podcast, too. So uh, I wasn't actually looking at things with that that mind eye open um, necessarily. So uh, I really I really enjoyed the show, though. I mean, there's so much about it that is so good. Um, You can you can you can get really deep into it and think and get not physiological. Psychological about everything that's in it, and, and really read into so much stuff, or you can turn your brain off and popcorn movie this for, yeah. for sure. I, I think
0: popcorn is is good sure. to me. To me, if I have some criticisms, I think it la- I think it has some great art direction, but it lacked some style and direction. You know, to I, I I was looking at this at the directors, and they're all over the place. You know, all sorts of directors <clears throat> di- directing different ones, and I I I kind of wish they had more of a. Uh, of a photographic style to the way they they filmed it or gave it kind of a rhythm, uh, like something like, like a movie like I don't know if you've seen *Raising Arizona* or uh, or a foreign film *Delicatessen* where they kind of have a, a rhythm to the way it's 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 filmed, and I think that could have captured a little bit more of the style of of this, giving it a little bit more of a, a of an odd style to it. Might have been
1: kind of fun. So- it's so almost like if they would have got one director and kind of went with One Direction, kind of stayed with each other. Or you think just maybe? had
0: a director that started the series, which I think the—well, no, I don't know about the director. You know, the, the first teleplay for the for the first episode was written by uh, Jeremy Slater, and I believe he was the one who did Fantastic Four, the 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 latest movie that kind of— Got away from him and and tanked. Yeah, Um, he was (laughs) one of the original. He he was kind of the original developer, and then it got handed over to uh, another another person instead. So I
1: can see what you're saying. Like one director could have now they set a tone, and and it's if if they set a tone and stayed with it, and and that's what you wanted. The the interesting thing is, is uh, um, sometimes different directors can pull different things out of different things. You're right. You're right. Where we had some. We had some action and we had some some very seriousness and we had some deep thoughts and we had some, you know, some emotional things. So, like, uh, you get later into it and they, they get into some of the times where, like, some flashbacks where the kids are put into this, uh, like, almost like a isolation chamber and it gets really fucking yeah, dark. right. You know, you, you don't have the right director on that and it can get funky and can be weird where I think it was very emotional and very powerful the way it was. Like you almost, I mean, you, you get this deep feel for these kids. Like, Holy fuck, these kids were tortured essentially it, with what they went through. Um, and, in in that, and so. I saw some good know, glimpses
0: of, of that, of that kind of style, stylized filmmaking. I just think it, it, it there was other stretches where it just seemed a little bit more uh, bland. And yeah, and yeah, I
1: can see that. And, and I know you look at that a lot more than I do where I, I, I guess I glossed over it because to me it was, it was pieces being put together. So to me, uh, I, I enjoyed certain parts, you know, yeah. and I thought they did really well with certain things. Like I, I loved, uh, I loved the part where Klaus is actually, uh, captured by Hazel and Cha-Cha and he's being tortured. That to me was a great scene. I think, Uh, uh it, it was multiple scenes, but I think the whole thing and it, and it, it was a greediness. It kind of reminded me almost of a Tarantino light, you know, <laughs> Reservoir
0: Dogs, like except with because uh, <laughs> they did the torture you- scene at the end. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it was lighter. It was it was dark yeah. and green, but it was light at the same time. It had a little little laugh in it too. So, um, which you know was a credit to Klaus. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, this was this was a really good um, series. I hope I hope people are watching this. If you haven't watched this and you're listening to us, go watch it. Um, not only um, is this episode or this season um, really good. They add on to this and they, there's a second season. And I, um, I would say that the second season is as good as the first. Um, I've read a couple of things where some people are like already, oh, it's not as good. I'm like, well, it's, it's different because it's not original anymore, right? But I think it, it brings a whole new level. So, I mean, it's it's this is something that like if they could find a way to stretch us out into seven, eight seasons – I'd be down for all of them if they can keep them as good as these first two were. And
0: wasn't that isn't that the idea to go? I think they have eight seasons already, kind of. Uh, uh, oh, do they? As,
1: I haven't, I haven't heard that. Well, but there's that, only I'm all... there,
0: there's only three comics, but I think I think right. I read somewhere like they have eight seasons worth of of material that they can tap into, and I don't know how. I I'll have to find that again to flesh that. That'd
1: out. be awesome if it is because that's that's really cool because this is this is one of those shows like, you know. You can compare this to almost things like um, Agents of Shield, where you know they have a good cast of crew, different things going on and stuff like that. Where they had seven seasons, in the last couple seasons, you're kind of like, mm, I could have done without those. Yeah,
0: you know? I liked the series a little bit more than the comic because it was more mysterious.
1: It, you 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 oh, were, true. you were kind
0: of trying to figure things out as you went, and 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 I I, I like that when you're it was a slower Please. pace than the comics, but when you have a mystery, it it works better.
1: And I don't think you ever really figure out what's going on 100. Right. Like I mean, even to down to the last 15 minutes, you're like, oh okay, oh oh oh. You know,
0: it's like because they've got they've got a chimpanzee for a butler, and they never really explain that. Oh, Bogo, Bogo, Bogo's awesome. He is awesome in the in the uh, comics. Chimpanzees. There's a there's a detective chimpanzee, you know. So it's more of uh, it's more kind of built into this kind of odd world too. Whereas here, the world seems normal, but the academy just seems a little bizarre. Almost like underneath that roof, there's weird things going on. And I thought that was a, a better way of of kind of if if anything, creating more realism for the series. Because because okay. if you were to bring all the chaos from the comic, and chaos is the wrong word, but all the, the other world the, the oddities uh, yeah it would just seem bizarre and kind of kind of okay let's just throw everything in it that we can and yeah. see which sticks well, pogo, here they kind of chose some good things and created yeah. uh, some interest that way
1: well they touch on pogo in the second season for sure and you kind of get an idea and uh i loved him I uh, i thought he tied the family together in a way yeah yeah uh, I loved the character and, and and he's one of my favorite portions of the whole thing. Um, I, I was like amazed at you know the the way they did him and it he looks so so realistic. I think
0: it's the same team that animated uh, Planet of the Apes, the, the the later the latest series of Planet of the Apes. So it it yeah, his lip syncing and his he, he comes well, across so, so effective.
1: So I, I, I looked up this a little bit just because I was interested in it, and they actually did two portions of this. So they had a, a body actor, kind of like they did with Gollum, right, okay. in Lord of the Rings, where they had a body actor who actually sat and wore a suit and had all the little Motion balls on it. Him. Yeah, okay, so yeah. there's actually a body there. And then they had a a voice and face actor who they filmed and then animated his face into the face of Pogo. So it really made it more realistic in, in that aspect. So they kind of t- t- tag-teamed that way in a little bit where you had a body actor and a face voice actor. And the face and voice are the same. So they actually filmed him saying the words. So it kind of and – then, and then digitally put that onto the face of Pogo. And I, 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 I loved – well, and it's funny. We're uh, watching this with my daughter again this today. Uh, he always refers to the children as like Master Luther, and, and uh, you know, kind of that old school like politeness. And there's one point where uh, one of them cusses, and he's like language, you know, and he's got that <laughs> school school or you know, the the master, you know, the school. You know professor kind of and then uh there's one where allison was out smoking a cigarette and they're he's talking to her and they're going and as he's walking away he goes and make sure that cigarette is fully extinguished we don't need any house fires you know just but he's as he's walking away kind of like this just secondhand thing like yeah i'm not gonna say anything about it but yeah i busted you anyways and it just it's so perfect and i was like oh man and we were talking about that and i was like how cool would that have been and like if I would have like referred to you as kids as like Mistress Ashley or Mistress here, <laughs> she's like that would have fucked us up because we would have had this complex about us and stuff. But <laughs> I thought it was so funny. So yeah, it was kind of kind of cool. But Pogo was a great and well, and and we you know we talked about Grace a little bit, the mom figure. And so watching this today was there was a scene where where Vanya uh, was kind of coming into her her powers and they were showing her and, and how she was destroying these nannies. Right. And then uh, Grace shows up and and she throws her against the wall and she gets up and her head's turned around backwards. And she comes back in. She's like, well, this isn't going to do. You still have to eat your oatmeal. And and so it's one of those those just great scenes where you're like she demands respect, but in such a polite and motherly fashion, it's just like, oh, and, and you can see it the way all of them kind of. Act towards her, and especially Diego. You know he he has that mother affection for her that is is so strong. It's it's really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the show. If if you haven't seen it, you need to go out and see, see it. Whether you have to get uh, Netflix a uh, full subscription or get a a, a week long, uh, <laughs> you know uh, trial and and watch this, and and it, it's that damn good. In my mind, at least, that's how I see it.
0: That that works. I, I thought it was a little two dimensional in some of the writing of the of the characters, but I I've I'm I'm actually a lot more excited now that I've read some of the comics and dug into it a little deeper um, to see where well, it goes. Fi- and have you finished these in two? Nope, I have not. Okay. No, I mean so... I start. I was I was on it, but then I knew yeah, we were doing this podcast and. Man, the, the things it, I gotta but, watch. Yeah, it's like if we're not doing the podcast on on season two, then I can't afford to spend my time watching season two. So,
1: so the interesting thing is, is and in, in the fact that you said some of the, the characters are two dimensional, I almost wonder if they did that on purpose, knowing that season two they're gonna flush some more stuff out. Yeah, well, I have
0: seen a few episodes and already they're they're getting a lot more. They're they're developing into their own characters a lot more. Here here was a lot more about the family dynamic, and it seems like in this one they're off on their own a little bit more, and they all have their own new stories. But I'm sure they come back together.
1: Yeah, it's still there's still a lot of family, and there's still and they all grow a little bit. Um, Just to say right off the top too, uh, if you don't find Klaus as your top uh, person in in the season one, uh, get ready because season two he kills it. so fucking good in season two um it's well i mean shit we didn't even talk about i mean klaus's big emotional swing uh when he goes off to vietnam well right
0: because he gets a hold of the suitcase and then he gets sent back in time and uh yeah that was that was really effective and he 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 just you're right he kills it with that performance uh right? your heart is just breaking <laughs> right
1: well yeah he, uh, that's that to me was one of the um that's one of the harder episodes to watch emotionally mm-hmm. um just because yeah you, you you're you right you you nailed it with your hearts breaking for him because holy crap just well i mean we're of the generation two where we kind of know a little bit more of, of the people that didn't live through vietnam right when i was I, you were probably you were born closer to it than i was i i think we were both born towards the end of it essentially yeah uh but we didn't we didn't serve we we weren't alive essentially when if we had parents who served and stuff but we know a lot about it because we were there when the after effects and, and deep into the, I mean even the 80s we still hear about a lot of it and today still hear a lot about it um, to have that part of the show is so emotional where I don't know if if a lot of today's youth may get that as much like how how emotional that really is and so. The incredible portion of the the show and I'm, I'm glad that's part of it i don't know if that was ever a part of the comic or not
0: it's it's not not in the first uh but i think in the second one they touch on his uh experience in vietnam after kind of they get sent back in time to okay. dallas so so it's it, okay. it, it's it's drawn from the comics but not not in the way it's fleshed out in the uh in the series. So
1: well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to touch on season two because, yeah, it, it comes up again. But oh man, so good, so good. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what more to say about this one. I, I think I've I've uh, beat the dead horse uh, uh, as much as I can. That this is this is probably one of my favorite series that I've seen lately. Um, I can't think of anything that I've seen that I was like, oh, that's so much better. I mean, this is this to me is on par with uh, Stranger Things season one. Yeah. Um, you know, I love uh,
0: the storytelling It's so inventive and unexpected how how the story plays out and so if you you're going looking for something that that is uh dull and 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 predictable, you're not going to get it with this. This is something right. that It's, it's just, I mean, from the very first scene, you're like, what? (laughs)
1: But it's, it it draws you in with it too. It's not just. I know. And some people were talking about like, Oh, this is drawn from a comics just like the boys were. And some people were comparing this to to boys and and they, they thought that was a better series. I I actually don't feel that way. Um, To me, boys is more of a a shock and awe type show that it relies more on, you know, rudeness, humor, gore, uh, you know, to, to get its point across where this is more of a, not necessarily a thinking show, but more I think it more. draws
0: you in because, because it's a family and, and you really, yeah. you, you, you feel for that. And the boys, it's, it's a business and it's, you're right. It's, it's, it's shocking. It's shocking yeah. This one has some, I was surprised at the level of violence you see in, in the umbrella Academy, but, uh, but it it really it pairs that with some really heavy uh, emotional uh, connection with with right. what's even though the there's such weird things going on, uh, you're still drawn towards towards the characters and their connection yeah. to each other and that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I think we need more of that is essentially in the fact that yeah, um, this world needs more family connection and 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 people with emotions dealing with dealing with them in a in a positive way. Yeah. So yeah. 100%. Yeah, I, I got nothing else to say about it. I don't know about you. Um, the, I, that-
0: I, I do have a little note here. Uh, one of my... Because uh, we, we're we dealing with comic adaptations, and one of my favorite comic adaptations is The Watchmen. I know that's kind of controversial. I think some people are really, really don't like how it was adapted. And it's Zack Snyder, who did uh, uh, the DC movies, uh, the Batman and suit versus Superman or, and, uh, and justice league, justice that league, which they're coming out with, uh, a, a, a Zack Snyder cut of that, but he did a uh, watchman. And that's something that he captured such a, uh, an impressive, uh, style to, to kind of capture that comic comic book, uh, feel and put it on the screen so effectively. And I, th- I think this actually paid a little bit of homage to, to that because there's a shot overhead in, the Watchmen during the the funeral the comic the comedian's funeral, and it's overhead while there's someone walking in with an umbrella and it's drop there's raindrops and of course in here when they're going to uh, do the father's ceremony where they're uh, dropping his his ashes uh, they walk in it's an overhead shot with the with the water and all the umbrellas there so I think that might be a nod to Watchmen.
1: So um, I don't know if it is. Uh, oh, okay. Only because, and um, this, is a, this is a spoiler thing that you'll get if you watch that YouTube thing. They talk about Vanya. And every time Vanya's involved and she's got her emotions going, there's raindrops. And so if you think about it and you watch her through all of her scenes where her powers are starting to manifest and, and, and she's using her power and, and her emotions are at high, there's rain and they talk about that that that's one of the things that comes through and stuff like that so they might be part of that it might be part of the 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 watchman i don't know they didn't mention that in that so okay. maybe. but yeah you're right watchman was a good one um i did like that i did think it was a decent it's a it's a different kind of show because that's another one that's a very dark yeah comic Begin with and they kept it very dark and they did a good job i got a cat behind me playing. It all. <laughs> um so uh yeah, it, I mean, comic book adaptation. Uh, adapt, I can say that word, I'm a derilio. um <laughs> adaptions um, can go a whole, adaptations. Um, adaptations, that's the right, I knew that, I was, I was like, that doesn't sound right, anyhow, <laughs> I had to fuck up one word today. Um, so, uh, I mean, we've, we've seen different things from everywhere from, you know, we talked about Fantastic Four a little bit earlier, you mentioned it, you know, and, and they've had a horrible time making, making that into movies, um, where, you know, X-Men have had, eh, okay results, but nothing great. And then you got Marvel Universe, which has killed it, DC, uh, give or take I mean Wonder Woman was great but some of the other ones were you know I, I, I was them.
0: excited about their uh what was it Suicide Squad they just released the uh, a new the new version by by uh what's his name Guns
1: is, it, is this a second one or the is this a second one yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah they're trying to do another one and and so yeah DC's trying to learn well I mean so of the last couple DC movies, you had Aquaman, uh, Marvel or uh, not Marvel, um, Wonder Woman and uh, Shazam. And all three of them have done a better job than, you know, almost all the past, except for, I mean, the Dark Knight series, which was I think was fabulous. But some people still don't care well, for it. But... And then the Joker,
0: the Joker was.
1: I You know, that's not even I don't even consider that a DC because it's not the real it is not the comic book Joker it's well, joker by name of entitled of the movie but is not the joker character i got the
0: impression that they were trying went after the the failure or i know it was it was a moneymaker well i don't know if it was a moneymaker but it made a lot of money uh uh but i don't know how much if it recouped all its money but justice league uh yeah uh didn't work out as as they hoped that they were gonna to try to explore the DC Universe from different director perspectives. So they were trying to break away from this idea of tying it all together like they did in Marvel, and then give directors just the opportunity to kind of do their own one-offs. So
1: the problem with the DC, or DC Universe, when they when they um, did uh, the one, you, Justice League, the problem is, is they tried to condense a, probably what should have been a two or three-part movie like they did with Marvel Universe, where they had, Mar- uh, you know, you had Iron Man, Captain America Thor lead into Avengers. They went jump right in and go, nah, fuck it. We're just going to do it all. And we're going to do all of our, our little uh, intros in these like five second segments. And I think that's part of what killed it is nobody had a tie to any of these. And then they introduced a new Batman, which, you know, is always a whole new thing. So I think they tried to, they tried to force feed people. That was the problem where, you know, uh, Wonder Woman was introduced by a small segment in the Batman versus Superman, which in itself was not the greatest movie, but not not a total trash fire. But they introduced her, and then they gave her, her own movie, and she killed. Aquaman gave him his own movie, and it did good. Shazam, uh, they learned a little bit, and like, hey, we don't have to be so fucking serious. Let's act, have some fun, and it killed, right? So DC is is they're almost shooting themselves in the foot because they're trying to take themselves too serious. They're almost like, Oh, we're too big to fail kind of thing where I think, you know, Marvel has taken the different road and say, Hey, let's, let's spend some money. Let's, let's make these, let's, let's put the effort in to get it. Let's not go for the fucking, you know, home run right off the base, you know, right off the, you know, first, you know, play let's, let's work at it. Let's, let's do a run. Let's do a run. Let's do a run. And then go for a home run where dc's like oh no we got it we got to shoot our best shot right off the bat. so I, I think that's the problem with the two of those and and so i think that's part of it where i fucking forgot where we even started with this but um i think that's that's kind of how that that's going so where did we start with this do you remember well, i think i
0: mentioned dc the, yeah uh... i
1: know but uh oh we were talking watchmen right in right comic book adaptations and stuff. That's what adaptations where, where there was a dark adaptation from, from the um, DC and the the Watchmen where they took it and, and stayed pretty close to the story and didn't, didn't try and try and they didn't try and win fans. They didn't have before. You know what I mean? They just did it what it was. And I think they did a pretty good job. Like I I hadn't read the Watchmen before I watched the movie and I, and I enjoyed it. And then I watched the, I read the comic and I even owned it. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's actually really good," and still one of one of my favorites. They, I know they did another uh, a second, like they tried to do a um, Watchmen two just recently. Well, HBO series, I think. Yeah, I don't remember where it was, but I tried watching it, and oh my God, is it fucking horrible! Okay, it's so hard to watch. Um, I planned on watching it. I
0: even got HBO, and that was one of the things I, I had in my queue, and I started watching it. But uh, didn't uh, didn't get, get it, to me. It's so bad. Episode.
1: Yeah, it, it just it has nothing to do with. Uh, and I don't know if it's because they're trying to be too woke, essentially, like they go they go and try and make it too much about, uh, you know, this whole us versus them and in, the, in the racial thing like that. And it seems very much tied to that which is fine. I, you, that's fine as long as you have a good story, but they do that and they just don't put a good story to it. Yeah. Very very segmented, very hard to watch, very uninteresting. Like I think I watched 3 episodes and, and through the 3 episodes, I was kind of like I am kind of bored. I'd rather I'd rather go cut my toenails and watch this or you know, rather go feed cats or empty a litter box or something. It just it just wasn't interesting. And that's too bad because I mean it had such a strong potential. God I got cats going nuts around me <laughs> they're, they're literally losing their shit behind me, so <laughs> it's kind of funny all right well, I think uh that's probably gonna do it for us with this episode unless you got any last words
0: no i'll I'll end it I'll end it myself too so okay um okay. or the cats we can have the cats come end it for us oh my
1: God, yeah, they're <laughs> trying to rip things down around me or they're jumping all around it's it's ridiculous um yeah the they uh umbrella academy if, if you haven't seen it go see it um if if you have seen it and you think we're total foolish shit let us know because i i'd love to debate this with someone and it doesn't have to be a debate i mean just i would love to discuss this with people because i i think it's good um if you've seen season two and and want to talk about it, i'm up for that too because uh i have watched it um eventually maybe we'll we'll talk about it we got so much else that we want to talk about so maybe might be not till season three is coming out and, it, and you, you said it before, there, there may be seven, eight seasons of this. And and if that's the case, then that would be awesome. Um, I'd love to see what they can do with that. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I seize it. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm
0: hoping for for more of this. These are, these are fun characters, and I want to stick with them. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, so I think that's what we have uh, for this one. And then I, what's on board? I think uh, next week we're actually going to do our first book review.
0: Oh, that's right. Next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Is that... Yeah, is that Wednesday?
1: yeah, that's next Wednesday. The plan is is we're gonna do we're gonna cover a Jim Butcher uh, book. It's called Stormfront. Um, it's the first of uh, 16 books right now uh, in a series. Ugh, trying to attack cats behind me. And then, uh, so this is this is a uh, book comes from one of my favorite series. So um, I know I got your wife to read it, um, and then our friend Renee, and they're both gonna join us. And then you read it. Uh, so, uh, I know they've read more of the, uh, episode or not episodes, more of the books than you have, but you've only read the one. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, cause we'll come in with a lot more knowledge of characters and, and what comes after than you will, but it'll be fun to, uh, to That's listen okay. To I don't it.
0: mind being a, a third wheel or something. I could just, I'll do my own well, research I, on. I, I,
1: no, I, I'm really excited to hear it because, um, like I said, this is probably my favorite book series of all time, um, that I've ever read. And it's a 16 book series. Um, is that
0: Clid, the one that just came out? Cause he had a long hiatus yeah. and then he just released another one.
1: Yeah. It was like three and a half years and he just released one and it was a, it was a smaller book. It was kind of almost like a half book. And then there's another one coming out next month. Oh, so the second nice. coming out next month. And, um, so, I mean, he was writing other books in between and short stories and stuff, but, uh, this is, this is a, a long haul story and it, the first the suck part about it is we're probably doing the worst of the of the the books um it's the starter book and it's it's to get him into it um but it's such a huge huge uh world and story and there's so many people into it um and this is one of those uh, i'll save it for the next podcast I don't okay want to get <laughs> we'll end it like, like i am so excited about this one like i literally uh I, I actually had talked to one other person um, before who's a huge fan about doing a podcast just on the Dresden Files books, <laughs> so and series and everything else. Um, so that's how much I'm into it. But yeah, that'll be our next uh, episode, and then we're gonna get into. Um, I think we have uh, MCU coming up after that.
0: You're right. Yep.
1: Yeah, we got MCU coming up. Uh, I think uh, Russian Dolls is on uh, on uh, tap also potentially. And uh, then another throwback. We don't know what throwback movie yet, so um, that's kind of our next month, I think. Really, if you look at it, so we're actually getting. More, uh, I said I was going to make a schedule, and I've kind of done it. So. You sent
0: me something. Yeah, you sent me a partial schedule. So yeah.
1: I, I was trying to get your okay on it, but I think uh, yeah, I sent out the I sent all the other people. So yeah, we'll have two guests next week for our book. We'll have a guest for MCU, and then we'll get into either Russian dolls or um, a throwback. I don't remember which one I had listed up, but yeah, we'll figure those out. Sounds good. Awesome. So, like I said before, uh, find us, rate us, review us. Let us know if we've done anything c- completely wrong or if you like what you hear. and uh, Or we'll just keep doing this for ourselves. Either way, it all works. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, good. That's, that's it for me, guys. Good night. Good night.